hey there broads fans uh, i will definitely think of a better name for y'all at some other point um just a little note a heads up before we dive right into this episode there is some discussion between anna and i about sexual assault uh nothing too graphic but we wanted to give you guys the heads up before we dive right in if you're looking for support or counseling regarding sexual assault, you can always contact Rain's hotline directly at 1-800-656-HOPE. All right, enjoy the episode. Hey! <laughs> Yo! One of these episodes, you're not going to say something to make me laugh right before it happens, because everybody I, <laughs> think, I think is laugh- I think they think I'm laughing at you, like saying you're a but i'm not i'm laughing at the thing you usually say right before you say the a yeah so um the thing we record this on which is zencaster has had a major facelift and i I, Mm -hmm. first last week i hated it because i didn't know anything and this week i kind of love it uh because we usually open a zoom uh link as well Mm -hmm. when we do this Mm -hmm. so we can look at each other but now mm-hmm. Zencaster has upgraded and we don't need to do that because we can see each other through Zencaster. It's amazing. Yay. Yeah, she got a facelift. She went she went full Silicon Valley. Love it. See what I did see what I did there? Because you're on the I West do. Coast. Thank yeah, you. But I am not anywhere near Silicon Valley. I don't even know where it is. You know, the other day I had a map. This is a little low-key embarrassing. So my friend just moved to Oakland. And yes. I was like, I was like, oh, and my other friend moved somewhere like in San Diego. Like I have no idea. And I was like, isn't that like pretty close to like – he's like, no, San Diego and San Francisco are not even remotely close to each other. And I was like, well, is like LA close to any of them? He's like, do you understand how big this state is? Like, (laughs) And I was like, no. So I had a map it the other day and (laughs) I was brutally, brutally uh, awakened. By my bad geography skills, which normally so in trivia, con- that's one of my strong for, areas. For context, uh, LA at the very least is six hours drive from to San Francisco and to Oakland in the Bay Area, and so it's even. And LA to San Diego is three hours. So, yeah, don't like that. <laughs> Listen, we're we're not bouncing around too much out here, but. Uh, you know, so I'm going to leave this up to you. So you teased me for two weeks with a big yep. announcement, and I want to know what it is before we even get into our thoughts, because the thoughts are great, <laughs> but I need to know what this announcement is. Okay, ready? Yeah. I got into law school. Fuck yeah. I knew it. I guessed it and I fucking knew it. I guessed it in my head. I didn't want to say anything because if I was right, then it would have given it away to the viewers, the viewers, the listeners, whatever. Um, oh my God. So now I need uh oh my god, I want to throw you a party. We can't do that right now. But <laughs> um so we, what we, we cannot all the details. Um, so last Monday, that's why I was like, oh, how are we going to record? But, um, last Monday I got a call from, so I applied to two schools. One of them is University of Connecticut Law School and the other one is Western New England University of Law School. And, um, I heard back so far from Western New England and I am admitted. Your girl has officially been accepted. So no matter what, um, in the fall, I'm still waiting on UConn, but no matter what in the fall, I will be a part-time law student, like doing this shit i can't 
Like it still doesn't feel real Anna, to say it. I'm my my heart swells. I love it. I love it. Oh my god. Thanks. This makes me like so happy. Oh my god. Thank you. Yeah. Now I was I like have and a I... personal lawyer, something I've always wanted. I was actually thinking so you're literally one of the so I haven't really been telling people, but you're one of the first people. Um well, one, oh no, you're you're one of the many people who have responded to me now saying like, oh my God, you're going to be my lawyer for this, my lawyer for this. And I had to tell my family at some point, I'm like, you guys, I, I have to specialize in a law. Like there's no like life law, like the lawyer for life. Like I can't just like right. be my sister's real estate lawyer, be my parents like defense attorney or something. I'm like, I'm like I can't, I can't be all of those things, guys. Like I got to specialize in a law. Um but typical, typical, my parents are like, "No, nah, you're just going to be a lawyer. You could do it all, right?" Um, but what yeah, I was think, a very what I think they want, and go ahead. And what I'm going to recommend is that you be my consigliere. <laughs> you know, like from the Godfather. Mm-hmm. Just the just the person we talk to, just hypothetically speaking, in a lot of situations. Hypothetically. <laughs> exactly. That's- that's gonna be me, yeah. But I'm so I'm so excited. It still feels not real, and I like had a moment. Um, like my dad, like got really I think emotional over it because I mean, from his perspective, right? I am the youngest. I'm his baby, and when I think of like my dad's life, and you know, we've talked a lot about our grandparents and our families, especially like as a Italian immigrants. But when I think about like what my grandfather put on the line, what like my parents have sacrificed so much for especially like my dad who barely graduated high school like my dad barely has a high school diploma um like how it must feel for him to see his baby like his youngest daughter who you know grad he saw all his kids graduate from with a master well he saw all his kids graduate with a bachelor's all almost all of his kids graduate with a master's but now to see like his youngest is like I don't know about you, but we ain't got doctors and lawyers and all these like fancy folks in my family. Like we're very like that's that's, that's not us. So it must be like such a surreal moment for him, you yeah. know? That is so beautiful. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for your family, your parents, a plus job to have all their kids <laughs> with master's degrees and now a law student. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That is like that's yeah. the American dream. That's the yeah. immigrant journey and you know um i yeah. love that so much oh i'm so happy for yeah. you i feel like i'm gonna Thanks. i'm gonna try and send you some stuff um <laughs> some celebratory stuff well send me some prayers that's really what i need because i'm gonna be working full time yeah prayers are and good. yeah right. i'm gonna be working full time so i'm like it's so something i've been like panicking about and this is so we talked about this in the beginning of the year right like this year was going to be like my word for the year is like dreams and it does seem like it's so true what we say like we manifest this shit right like we put it out into the universe this thing is this is seven years in the making i i knew the second uh i took my first legal issues class in law school i'm in uh in my master's program i wanted to go to law school so like i've been manifesting this shit for six seven years and here we have it so it is so funny what we put out to the universe but then what happens when you get it right so i've literally just been panicking yeah for the last week of like can i actually do this like this seems hard i totally feel that 
Yeah. I mean, it. you know, uh, I don't doubt that you can. You, uh, the type of person you are, I don't ever, me personally, knowing you all this time, I'd never doubt whether you can do something. And that's just from my perspective. Like, if Anna has taken on something or um, says she's going to do something, like, my immediate... <sighs> you know, instinct is that she will get it done every time. Uh, or, mm-hmm. or she, if, and if she, you know, yeah, like otherwise you don't say that you're going to do something, which I think is a very New Yorker quality in general. Like I know a lot of people, I got a lot of good friends that I'm just like, they say they're going to do things and they say this and that, but like, I kind of always take it with a grain of salt because I'm like, I don't know if that's actually going to happen. But mm-hmm. with you, uh, I never think I never have that thought in my mind. So it is it might be hard, but I don't have any doubt that you will be able to do it. And you're gonna be a great lawyer, whatever path you choose. Uh, Thanks. Maybe I'll have enough money to hire you personally as my (laughs) just to be clear, I don't have any legal problems right now. I keep saying (laughs) this. And I feel like maybe the listeners are might now at this point not be getting the joke and assume I am in some kind of legal trouble, which I am not. So but yeah. I like that you said right now. You will definitely be I mean, you never know, but Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, you're you're right. Um but yeah, thank you, thank you so much. I <laughs> that really made me very emotional. Um, it could also have been the wine that I'm drinking tonight because this week has been a week. Um, but yeah, thank you. I I I know that I can, but it's like again, when you wish and you wish and you wish, and then it's here. Your first instinct is like, oh shit, I don't deserve this. Like imposter syndrome, and I know it's more common with women. Yes. imposter syndrome has been like yeah rain i've been fully fucking immersed like i've been swimming in that shit this last week like i'm just like oh i can't do it i'm i'm a fake yeah. like i'm not that smart i feel that i i definitely um i it's something i think about a lot too like i, I wouldn't say i'm working my dream job right now but i feel <laughs> that's always been a worry throughout my life like what do i do when i get what i want the thing that yeah. actually i i might have i, I don't want to say too much we will touch base on the next episode about Cola's situation, but something else might be in the works um, that I think will fill a void that um, I'd been looking to fill for a really long time. Uh, It's not, it's not in what we talked about. Like it's not like sports writing or anything, but I think it's still something that needed to be addressed. So Mm -hmm. I will tell Anna off the air some what might be in the works, but I cannot say this publicly yet. Um, and we'll see about it maybe next week. You're giving Actually, me a you know what? I don't know if I ever medicine. can say it publicly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But let's dive into what we have thoughts on this week <laughs> because I want to talk about fucking Pacha. <laughs> This fucking place. This is okay. So for people who don't know, Pacha is like the it was the Brooklyn club, essentially of like, um, I call it like the Brooklyn. um, Oh, God, what's that place in the city that everyone like? It's like a fucking New York uh, something hall. Pacha was in Brooklyn, I thought. Pacha was in Manhattan. I was, Wasn't the Pacha the place that you, like, the sorority you were in had all those parties? 
No, I know what you're talking about. You're thinking of passions. <gasps> That's passions what I'm thinking lounge. of. We could address uh, that place too, because that was another thing. But Pacha was that like fucking club in Manhattan that all like the EDM kids really loved. Uh, I think my sorority once tried to pitch like a potential party there. And I was like, that is a huge fucking liability. We're not doing that. Um, it oh is my just, God. I um, fucking remember this place. You do. Okay. So I, I think I only went there once, honestly, because I got there and I was like, I want to go home. Um, <laughs> very not much never been my scene. Uh, you know, I'm not into like the take psychedelics and dance uh, for hours type of scene but mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure I went there at least once because how could we have not um, mm-hmm. and it, it's been a thing since we were in high school and I knew people when we were in high school would go sometimes uh, but I uh, basically this past week I uncovered some old joke tweets I made about Pacha because it closed I believe in 2016 and yeah. I just put it in my Instagram story I accidentally put it on my friends only um, so if you didn't mm-hmm. see it, that's probably why. Uh, just to get a reaction, I said, does anyone from Brooklyn remember Pacha? And I did say Brooklyn. I knew it wasn't in Brooklyn, but I knew a lot of Brooklyn people that went there. Um, yeah. And I got a plethora of people, of responses from people. Like, and that wasn't even like open to like my full Instagram, uh, Instagram like followers. So yeah. It's, yeah. it just had me cracking up. Uh, and one in particular was my cousin jessica oh my and she was of course she was like yes i used to go there like i was like that's so funny um and <laughs> she was like oh i wonder what's there now because you know famous i mean i wouldn't call this place famous but infamous maybe but the you know new york staples yeah. from our youth clothes all the time and yeah. uh, they're replaced with something like a Dwayne Reed. So we were basically trying to figure out if that <laughs> happened to Pacha. Like some, you know, like CBGB clothes and a fucking like furniture store went there or whatever is there now. So, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So we wanted to see if something like that happened to Pacha. Pacha is now an escape room. And <laughs> I cannot think of anything better than that at the former location of Pacha, which I think yep. at one point we called three floors of Russia. So it, it was just like, it, it was I, just the sketchiest fucking club. I can't believe I was confusing passions for Pasha. Okay. So passions lounge. I don't know oh, if it's God. still there, but that was in like, Bath it's, not, Beach. it's not, it's not, it's not, that place cannot be there anymore. No. I would have to look it up. I'm not 100%. Um, so that place was like a little like divey like lounge bar. And it had a basement and the back patio. And depending on the mood that this very mean lady was in that ran it. And she had every right to be mean because we were all going in there underage trying to get drinks. Um, depending Correct. on the mood she was in that weekend, you could either drink and it was not a problem. Or she was going to come and get really mad and throw you all out. Um, Correct. So it is. We, it is permanently we're closed. To find now. It's permanently closed. I was uh, correct. It's when on did it close? What a nine ninety nine ninety Broadway was what it was on. Oh yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. Oh god, it was over there, wasn't it? Um, on okay. Dit Mars. My bad. Yeah. So 
Yes, that was it. I was looking for the cross street. I was like, I knew oh, that's what it was. Okay, it was Dip Mars was the cross street. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I couldn't remember. Sorry, continue what you were saying about passions. That place, so I only used to go there because your sorority, you and Kristen's sorority used to hold like bar nights there or whatever the fuck you wanted to call it, like socials, whatever. And somehow when I was home, I would wind up there and hang out with everyone you went to college with, but I did not go to college with. And I remember that is where, this is the infamous story. I think I might've said it before on the podcast, but this is the infamous story of that's where I met um, Bentley, I think. That's where I went, met Kristen's boyfriend, um, who she's been with forever. But that was the night where we, so Eric and I also have a song. Her and her man do not even have a song, but me and her man have a song. And it's because Poison came on. Love that. The song from the 80s. Yep. And um, I literally just remember like, everybody's fucked up. I was sober. Everybody's fucked up. I'm sober and I'm just like looking in a sea of all these people like, oh my God, does anybody know how to do that poison dance? Like the dance from the 80s and no one knows what the fuck I'm talking about. And I'm like, Kristen, like dance with me. And she's like, bitch, I don't know how to dance this song. Like, I don't know what you want from me. Leave me alone. And then all of a sudden, literally out of the shadows, this man appears with sunglasses on, literally with sunglasses on because that's what everybody did back in 2010, 2011, whatever it was. Um. (laughs) something like that and uh he's like i know what you're talking about and he starts dancing with me literally like so much fun and, I, and he's like i'm like what's your name he's like oh i'm eric and i'm like oh my god like you should meet all of my friends like i know nobody here but these two people like come say hi <laughs> and literally as i walk over kristen's like bitch i know him like like because they were kind of like low-key talking she's like i know him like that is the boy i've been telling you about i'm like i love him so now anytime poison comes on eric and i will either text each other or like hit each other up and be like yo our song is on and kristen's like fuck you both (laughs) i have so (laughs) that is i love that story so much i have some really good memories at that place and i have some really you know what the problem is with that place? Every time I'm, you know what? I'm going to say mostly like not fun memories because every time I was there, like I was with some shitty dude and like mm. the dude just made my night like a hassle. Like when I could have been yeah. just drinking and enjoying myself. Um, yeah. I feel like most of the time I barely saw you those nights. Yeah. Because I was uh, with, that uh brazilian gentleman that i was dating at the time who i should have listened to you more at the time and you were just like i don't that dude was saying some weird shit to us and i don't like it and i'm like oh he was just drunk and we're all drunk and you know you don't know any better when you're like 19 so i threatened to punch him in the face in my own house i kind of wish you had and i feel really bad about that um still I don't know why. I mean, when I think about it, you know. Um, don't do that. Shit. Anyway. <laughs> no, he was he was a horrible person. But <laughs> yeah, I, I distinctly – I said don't do that, but he was a horrible <laughs> don't person. Don't do that. Um, he yeah. – yeah, I, I do remember that. He um, – I remember like – again, I think it was Kristen and Eric were in like my kitchen. And I don't remember mm-hmm. where we were, but I basically was like, I, was I don't like you. Upstairs. Yeah, I was like, I don't like you and – um. I was like, if you go near her, I think I was talking about you. I was like, if you go near her one more time, I will punch you in the face. And he just like 
then well, went in my living room and just really... like he then just like sat on my couch yeah he was interesting because he was actually kind of awful but then would like whine and like want sympathy for stupid things like he cried when i broke up with him after three months which was still too long he deserved way less time than that like but anyway um oh the master manipulator I know when we'd wake up, like, did we have sex last night? And I'm like, I hope not because I was blacked out. So that's not okay. Why do you keep saying that to me every time we wake up? Like, you literally like, that's like gaslighting 101 to me. And it's so funny. I was like, what we look back on. And I actually, this was one of the things that required me to drink wine tonight. But I look back on the shit that we just like tolerated as like, young women think like just like think about like little things where it's just like oh it's not a big deal like my therapist and i were talking about this a little bit last week but like oh it's not a big deal like they weren't they didn't mean it that way like we constantly had to like make ourselves small or like would look back and be like i was fucking gaslit like or i was being manipulated yeah and like i was thinking a lot about this with like my last like um like my ex-boyfriend like i spent the last four weeks in that whole relationship just in a cycle of being gaslit. Like I knew something was off. I knew something was wrong. I was told I wasn't. And then would like, like you said, like kind of do like those like little nice things here and there. And like, you'd be like, okay, well, I guess, yeah, I guess everything is fine. Like I am wrong. It's just enough to like make you second guess yourself and fucking doubt yourself. And then you realize like, then like you break up and basically they confirm everything you thought. And you were like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Master gaslighter. Like, I still yeah. get so fucking angry when I think about it because I also don't believe in this and I don't know if you do, but I don't believe in like you get over things or like time heals all wounds. Like, I don't fucking buy into that. Like, I don't know if you do. I I don't know. It depends on what they've done. Like, I when I started, like the relationships I've had with men and um you know, I, 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 to this day, and I've said this before, I've only had one good partner. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't want to say, I don't even want to say it was that partner was a man because th- I don't think they identify that way anymore, which is, might've been even mm-hmm. why I was so attracted to them in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think maybe now they identify more on the nine non-binary, um, scale, but regardless, um, that was the only good relationship I had, uh, you know, before my obviously my girlfriend that I have now that I love very much um uh you know and then I was dating women exclusively after that I came out I started dating women and all of those were mostly like little flits and flings and that was fun and you know I had a good mm-hmm. time and then mm-hmm. I started to kind of mature a little bit more but when I was younger and dating men and um I'm gonna put a I'll put a little little trigger warning on this um because uh I don't know if I've ever I like it took me because again you we were talking about the things we put up with as young women you know um and I didn't understand that even though someone is your boyfriend if you are like drunk and blacked out or you know just Mm -hmm. saying something to them when their things are getting physical that is not something you want like I didn't understand that that could be like sexual assault um yep and I took me like a really long time to realize like that's what that was and I don't think I've ever really told any like I never really like talked to my I don't know if I, I ended up talking to my parents about it eventually but like 
because I just we grew up in a culture where um, that is the woman's fault. And I just really didn't yep. want to like kind of hear that, like, well, you were drunk, you know. Um, yeah. So was he. Uh, and, you know, yeah, but there's a lot times, of shame. Like, it's shame. Yeah. That's what, well, that's what I, we're taught. That's how I exactly is. And that's how I felt. So and I didn't understand that. I was just like, well, he was drunk and he's my boyfriend. So that's not like sexual assault. Uh, I don't want to mm-hmm. use the word, uh, you know, rape because I don't yeah. think that's what it was. But it was definitely unwanted sexual yeah. contact when I was not coherent. Um, and yep. it happened with two boyfriends uh, of, that I had. Um, and only in retrospect, after going to therapy, like years, years later, did mm-hmm. I realize like, oh, that that was like none of that was OK. Like none of it. I think that's how – so first off, yeah, thank you for saying that. And honestly, I think that is how most cases of sexual assault – not all, but a lot of cases of sexual assault occur because um, it is so it is so subtle and it's enough to be like where, again, women are taught like to feel the shame and whatnot. And, and I only knew this myself, like even my own sexual assault. Like I didn't know it until – therapy I did eventually tell my parents and right to be honest with you I sometimes I regret ever telling them just because (laughs) like I don't know but I don't know what their mo is behind this but like basically it's like they then found ways to like blame themselves and even it's like it's like it has nothing to do with you so like I I do sometimes regret telling them but I do think that that is how a majority of sexual assault like issues occur um it's those subtle date relationship relationship or even if you're not dating them but it's like right like you're out at a bar you meet someone that you like you're attracted to alcohol is involved there's nothing about informed consent and i again i only know this now as an adult someone i also think right. something important is you were like you were like well it's, it's not it's not i'm not going to call it like the the word rape because to me that's not what it is and like it's no one else's business to tell you what it was. Just like it's, it's no one else's like uh, position. Like I've I've had like students come up to me before and be like, "This happened to me. Was I sexually assaulted?" And I would say to them, like, honestly, I can't say that for you. I can give you a definition. I can give you context. I can tell you as a third party what I would say if it is or is not. But I cannot define that for you. That is on you as a person who experienced it to decide what it was for you. Um, so, because I, I also do not fuck with that either, where people are like, like, oh my god, like, because, because, right, because we wouldn't say to them like, you can't tell them they weren't sexually assaulted either, so you can't tell them that they were. It has to be on the person to decide for themselves. Right. Right, and that I think that's huge because um, only knew you know how you felt in that moment, and right. uh, you know. I think I don't know about you, but like when those things had happened to me with those partners that I had, um, you know, I was just like, wow, that was that, you know, I think we had some fun last night, but that one part like that didn't feel fun. That felt a little mm-hmm. that felt a mm-hmm. little like weird. It made me uncomfortable. Yep. And yep. I just like completely just like shoved that away for like years. Yep. And um, <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting, uh, you know, the things, you know, I, what's cool, though, is like, you know, this new generation is 
like this new generation jesus christ old lady cola you dumb bitch um <laughs> you know what i'm talking about i do i do uh, gen z they're like on top of this shit do i think it's a little a, a lot sometimes yes but it's okay because i have no say in that and uh yeah. I, I think it's great you know where every where you know every generation gets better with it it seems like um you know oh, like calling I things out and completely agree i also know, really um, love well like i obviously like this is hard stuff to talk about i do love that we're talking about it because also happened women's history month like i am really loving that this is our first conversation and our first recording in women's history month like look at us like yes i love that so much very um, stoked on that well, but going so you know kind of like well, so, also a lot of that oh no go ahead i was gonna say off of that thought like when i was saying like before time heals all wounds like what the fuck is that let me tell you lady gaga's fucking dogs got dog napped by my house the other day and that helicopter would not stop floating around and <laughs> i thought like your neighbor was the, vacuuming this is the neighborhood i moved into no, that is a helicopter. So, wow, living in the West Hollywood life, indeed. But okay, sorry. So what I was, yeah, <laughs> what I was saying was, um, going back to the whole concept of like time heals all wounds. Like just like how we were talking about like my like your ex boyfriends or my ex boyfriends and how upset we still get. Like time does not heal all wounds per se. We we distance ourselves from the trauma, right? Like we distance ourselves from the trauma, but if we ever right. put ourselves back in that memory, it resurfaces, at least for me, as if it was the first time all over again. So we, again, we distance ourselves. We, I also think we make uh, sense out of what has happened to us. So like for me, anytime, like I think about like that ex-boyfriend I'm talking about, right? Like anytime I think about it, I, and those things that pissed me off, I still feel those things that piss me off, but I'm able to look, step back from that feeling and look at it and go, this is why all of these things occurred. Here are all the things that I needed to learn from that situation. Here's what was not my fault. And here is what I have to take responsibility for, but I'm forgiving myself and giving myself grace. So like that is where the healing comes from. So like, I don't believe that you ever um, fully like can just move on from something. I believe you can make sense of it and get healing from it, but I don't ever think like we're fully healed because like I said, we can just easily talk about it and we're right fucking back there feeling all the shit we felt when it first happened. Right. Yeah. I will say uh, in both those instances, they were with two different people. So like the one person, um, I don't, I don't think I have any animosity towards them and anymore. Uh, but that other guy, the one that I told you I was with three months was too long for him. I think if I saw that guy again, I'd, I'd like to punch him in the throat. Um, I don't actively hold on to that anger. But, you know, just again, like thinking about like, what would I do if I because I've seen the other the other dude. Multi, like I mm -hmm. saw him even before I left New York just on a chance. You know, life is weird like mm -hmm. that sometimes. And I was like, OK, this is my closing chapter with you, um, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and I didn't feel any type of way about anything, you know, that had happened. Um, like I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel that, but this other guy, I'm like, what a piece of shit. Like, you know, um, yeah, it's very, anyway, very, 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 that's very a, a, a thing I was thinking about. 
I will say, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but then after I came out, um, you know, before I started presenting uh, a little bit more masculine, which honestly only started happening like maybe in the past like year and a half or so, um, mm-hmm. I would go on dates in in bars in the city and um, I would have men uh, try and pick up me and my date. And that has happened on multiple occasions. And it used to make me so fucking nervous. Um, this one guy once came up to me and my date and he asked if we wanted to go back to his hotel and do cocaine and I was like I don't have cocaine (laughs) and he's like but you know where to get it he made this assumption completely by just looking at me um and I was like I actually don't but when I come back from the bathroom I would like you to be gone and my date wasn't like taking any shit from him either she's like seriously like go away like I mean there was it wasn't like you know, there are plenty of people in this bar. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we were mm-hmm. there, um, I think, watching a soccer game. Very gay. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't like I was, like, worried, uh, you know. And I come back from the bathroom and I was like, all right, why don't, why don't we go somewhere else? Um, and the guy was like, are you girls, like, leaving? And we're just like, yes, I told you this. when I said when I went to the bathroom that I would like you to be gone when I came back. And yet you are still here. <laughs> um, so we're leaving. <laughs> I said um, what they didn't, I said. Like, follow us out of, the- <laughs> yeah. They didn't follow us out of the bar or anything, but it was definitely like that's when I knew, like, because when you when I first came out, I was like, I can go, I can take my dates anywhere I want. But that's when I understood why like gay bars and like queer spaces were so important because uh, after that, I was like, let's go to this bar that I knew was a gay bar because I was like, that'll be safe. It kind of sucks at the same time because. Mm-hmm. You want to still kind of keep all the parts of your life that, you know, uh, I can't explain it, but it, not that, you know, like, I, I don't want to keep living in the closet, obviously, but I want to go to yeah. like, you know, my local dive with my date or my, you know, my partner yeah. and yeah. not have to like think too hard about, but unfortunately, sometimes you just can't do that. It sucks. Yeah. I had no idea, like, that skeezes me out skeeves me skeeves oh my god skeezes that skeeves me out so so much like because it's almost like right in their mind it's a double competition right like it's it's almost like also like who fucking told you in this world that you deserve everything you ask for who fucking told you that to give you the audacity to like walk up to two women clearly who have made it clear they are not interested in you to just assume that your presence is wanted there. Like, and I, again, it's, it's not that like, I think most of the time, like a lot of these things come down to like what, again, women are taught, like the shit we need to put up with versus like what men are taught. And that's not to say necessarily like men are the, like men are evil or, or cause I don't, I don't necessarily believe anybody is inherently evil. Um, although that's a whole other metaphysical lesson for a different day, but, um, it is to say that ultimately like we have to take responsibility for like the gender norms or the gender roles that we're constantly pushed into. Also, I love your like how you've like grown into your like butch presenting identity or more masculine presenting identity. Like it's I've seen you become so much more comfortable in your skin, like so much more comfortable in your skin because like I can even remember in high school where like uh, like 
especially like our group of friends, I, I can't, I still can't do my makeup. So like this, this literally was not me, but like, you can see that they were super into makeup and they were super into all these like feminine things. And they'd be like, Cola, like, why don't you put on more makeup? And whereas again, for me, it's like, I don't, I, I literally don't know what I would do to my face. So I can't, I physically can't, but like, I never thought twice about how like that would potentially make me uncomfortable. Whereas like now I've seen you and it's like, that never felt like it was what you wanted to do. But now in hindsight, it's like, you felt like you needed to. And now it's like, you don't have to fucking do any of that shit. Like if you don't want to, right. Like, and you, I know like, like you do to some degree, but like, I'm more so like, you've just grown so much in that comfortability. And it's been like such a fucking joy to see because it's like, she's living her, she's living her most comfortable life. Like, best most happy gay comfortable masculine looking life like it's beautiful that is so sweet (laughs) i yes oh my god you just like threw me for a loop there uh i uh funny she mentioned i just gave myself a buzz cut you can't see it i have a hat on right now but um i buzzed my head again uh for like the third time since like this quarantine started. And I'm like, I genuinely just like the way I look with a buzz cut. Like I have very strong facial features. I make it work. Like, and I was always so afraid for years. I wanted to do it for years. I wanted to do it. And I was so afraid. I was like, I can't because I don't know about you, but you know, our culture also taught us that um, women should not like feminine is woman. Like that's Mm -hmm. it. Like you, you don't present masculine ever. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. even after I came out first couple of years, I was like, okay, like I can be gay and, you know, be happy, but I just don't, I don't have to like look like that butch, you know, Mm -hmm. but I truly Mm -hmm. always wanted to like, since I was a kid, like when I had first communion, I was jealous that the boys got to wear suits like, and you know, I, as I got older, uh, yeah, I've even, I even remember saying that to my parents. Like I said it to my parents when, even as I got older and we would have to go to a wedding or something and I'm like, God, I'm, I fucking hate that I have to, like, I would love to just wear a fucking suit. It's fucking freezing. This woman's getting married in October. Uh, and I have to wear a fucking dress to this. And, you know, I was like, my dad gets to wear like a suit and a tie, you know, like it was just mm-hmm. like. You know, it's always been something that I'm like, it just seems like more comfortable. Do I still identify as a woman? Yes, I do. This is just the way that I choose to present. A lot of people, you know, meet me now and uh, they're always like, well, what are your pronouns? And I'm like, there's still she, her. Like, yeah, you know, I don't, uh, you know, and I think that's good. I think that's nice that people ask that now. Um, I think people just assume because they see me more masculine presenting that I'm like, uh, you know, I might use different pronouns, but it's always good to ask. Um, but yeah, I uh, in high school, people used to get a kick out of like doing my makeup. Like they really wanted to just like, d- can I just give you like a full face? And I have to just always let them yep. do it because I'm just like, yeah, what the fuck else am I going to do right now? <laughs> um, but it was mostly out of the, everything was <laughs> deep down. It was a fear of being perceived as too masculine. Like even yep, when I yep. didn't, uh, you know, dress or, you know, look different. Like even when I still had my long hair and everything and, you know, it was still like, I just felt that like that energy would always come out and mm-hmm. like, I couldn't stop it, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. so I just did it as much as I could to try and like put a lid on that, you know? 
Yep. Um, yep. But it always felt weird to me. Like it felt weird, like carrying a purse around. Like I had one of those boyfriends get me like a really nice Michael Kors bag once uh, for Christmas. And I'm like, first of all, when have you ever seen me fucking carry a bag like that? Like you yeah. are stupid. So, uh, I gave the bag to Kristen for free. <laughs> it was like a $300 bag. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that was, that, I always thought that was so funny. Um, but like, you know, like she has so much like, of our shit trying to, I think about this a lot. Like she has oh, so much yeah. of our shit. Like I lost so many sweatpants to that girl, so many hoodies. I have no idea what they are. And like, remember there was a time where like the sweatpants, yeah. <laughs> there was a time where like I, w- I came over and her mom was walking around in my sweatpants and I'm like what the fuck is happening yeah, here like I've been looking say. for those I've been looking for those for like a month we've lost so much shit to her but oh sorry yeah God. It's um so funny yeah I, I also think like people <laughs> yes I do agree that we should definitely um the whole like pronoun thing I I've been trying to be more conscious of the idea of like just asking someone like if they feel comfortable disclosing their pronouns just because like I know there is like that debate between like yes oh if someone doesn't want to disclose them, they don't have to so I'm always just like I always will say mine first I'll be like she her hers like if you feel comfortable disclosing them like I'm I would like love to know them right so like people can just be like nope thank you for asking I'm okay and then give them the opportunity yeah. but um also like masculine and f- I agree like there is such like so much of gender and really this is like a theology um a theory class by itself but so much of gender right is tied to masculine and feminine and we know that like you're a woman that like your masculineness doesn't make you any less womanness um and even myself like i've had to i i um i like being feminine presenting like in a lot of uh a lot of my life, like, right, like, uh, things we would define as, like, typical feminine, although, like, we could also argue, what does that even really mean? Um, I'm a bigger fan of, like, the idea of, like, nobody knows, (laughs) nobody knows, but, like, masculine and feminine energies, and, like, I know I have a very masculine energy to me, like, and my boyfriend doesn't know it, but he has a feminine energy, and that's, like, why we balance each other out, like, so (laughs) nicely, um, I don't know if he knows it, but I, I think I might have said it to him before. But like, just in terms of like, uh, when you talk spiritually, like feminine and masculine energies, right? Like yin and yang. Like, there's usually like a feminine and a masculine energy, like uh, attributes attached to those. Like, I have a lot of those masculine um, traits, which is why like uh, every spiritual person I've ever like met has immediately said like, "You're very much of an enigma." Like, because like I I love yeah. both and like. I'm I'm happy about that because I used to like very similarly I had to be like oh women have to be this and women have to be that or women have to look a certain way because my husband won't be happy if I don't right like so much of what you mm-hmm. were just talking about yeah um but I like I like when I first started learning to cook and like I've like so I love cooking now but I like used to like not cook for like like in the very beginning I struggled with like cooking for my boyfriend because I was like that's your fucking job like feed your own fucking self like like I, yeah. I'm, I'm not falling yeah, into yeah, that yeah. gender role, but I, but I also like, right, love well, cooking. I was gonna say, but where does that come from? You know, because like we grew up in a household where like, okay, dad works and mom's job is to like cook mm-hmm. all the meals, and dad, or at mm-hmm. least in my house, like my dad yeah. never. I mean, my dad helps my mom cook if they're doing, you know, but it's usually like, well, 
it's her job to me. Yeah. So I can totally see why you would feel that way. Yeah. I felt like I had to resist it because I didn't want to like fall into the gender norm or the gender stereotype. Um, But my mom, my mom cooked like only through high school. And then after that, my dad has done all the cooking. Like she still cooks a lot now, but like I've even seen a man on the stove. Like my grandfather was like one of the best cooks ever. It's just like, so why do, why does our culture so much, especially Italian culture, still push that on us when it's like we see men still cook? Like what's the big deal? Right. I think it's just, it's unfortunately, it's just a long, long history of this shit. And I think eventually it will fade away as that generation eventually dies out. Um, but I will say it's even like in the gay community, like there's still like some of that, like also, first of all, straight people, y'all need to definitely stop asking same sex couples um, who's the man and who's the woman in the relationship. Oh. Okay. If you're talking to two women, there there is no man in the relationship. That is the whole point. Um, if you're asking like top and bottom questions, that's not your business. Um, Correct. And same for two men there's no man and there's no woman there is just two people that is a dumb fucking question and i'm surprised gay people are not slapping you across the face when you ask something like that um the same is for straight couples there too, is, though, you know don't ask please don't ask who wears yeah. the pants in a relationship that's fucked up but continue sorry yeah it's yeah it's very similar to that exactly that's 100 correct it's very similar to that uh but so that's just from like the straights uh looking in some of them <laughs> you know, we'll say things like that. But even in the gay community, like, I think we have our own, like, stereotypes still. Like, for example, like, people should not be calling me to swing a hammer. Like, I don't know how to build shit because I'm the butch in the relationship, okay? I'm a city gay. That means I have city and street smarts. I cannot build you a house, okay? My girlfriend, who is femme uh mm-hmm. she she does all the, the she fucking will build if i asked her to build me a coffee table she would be on it like she knows how to use all those tools i don't know how to fucking use shit like she needs <laughs> to hang the, the stuff up in our house because i will put a million fucking holes in the wall and I, <laughs> or my option is using command strips which she's like we're not doing so she, i have to wait for her we're gonna do this together one weekend and hang up all the shit in the house because i will do it incorrectly and there will be holes and things will be stripped and it will be awful so i just imagine just thing where it's like uh i just yeah. imagine walking into your house and it just looks like straight up swiss cheese like there's just holes everywhere <laughs> Yo, for real though, like I don't like I am a city gay. Like I feel like that is more to do if you were like, you know, <laughs> grew up in like I don't know, maybe it doesn't even have to do with that. It's just not a skill set I have, okay? I can tell you how to walk around at night and not get mugged. That is a skill set I have. But I don't know how to make things like with it. I don't know I don't know tools, okay? <laughs> like I could put together like IKEA furniture and things that have instructions, but I can't do anything from scratch. Like if you brought me a piece of plywood and said like turn this into something, I wouldn't know what to do with it. I wouldn't know how to sand anything. I can't do any of that shit. Um, so we would say actually, you are. I wanted to bring. We would say you're a resourceful gay, but you're not um, a do-it-yourself gay uh, in the in the home sense. Obviously, we yeah. do it ourselves a lot, but in the home right. sense. 
yeah, yeah. Like, right. Like, I don't, you know, like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. If something breaks that is in my capacity, I can try and fix it. But I, my girlfriend will always fix it better. <laughs> like, she, you know, um, it's just the way it is. And I'm the mask presenting one. So uh, what I thought, what I wanted to bring up, because uh, SNL has a lot of great uh, gay uh, cast members and uh, mm-hmm. writers now, which is cool. Um, and they did a sketch uh, on the Dan Levy episode uh, that I really loved uh, called It Gets Better. And it was part mm-hmm. of that It Gets Better and was with the actual campaign they did a couple years ago. And they had all the gay cast members and Dan Levy talking about how things get better and they are giving like little tidbits from their lives. And there was such an under the radar like butch joke in there that punky johnson delivers uh mm-hmm. and i say it's under the radar because the audience didn't get a big reaction but like i feel like gay people or gay mask women like definitely appreciated it um because i believe the joke was she goes and remember when you go out with your girlfriend and you wear basketball shorts people think you're the one that fights um and that's so fucking funny to me that's so funny that's like but that's exactly really what I'm talking about. Like those yep. stereotypes that we even put on each other in the community. But it's like, it was just so low key in there. And I thought it was hysterical. And I just, I don't know. I really loved it. That is really, really funny. I did also, um, I did also have another update, not nearly as important as the law school one, or maybe, maybe just as important, but I thought of my favorite New York based author. Oh my God. Let's hear it. It's Dr. Ibram X. Kendi. I love oh, that man. Yeah. So that's right. He's he's from he's from Queens, I believe. And he he's either from Queens or Harlem, but he he's from New York City. And I literally was like, I was reading some I was like listening because I so anytime he's on like a like a interview podcast, like read, like his books, like I love, love, love him. And I literally was like, he was talking about something on an interview recently and he was talking about where he grew up and I was like, wait a second. How did I fucking forget this? So I have my answer. I'm sure I have more, but like that is the one, the number one I will put on the list so far. Love it. Perfect. Yes, that is big news. We needed that. Uh, I <laughs> love you. it. That and um, we have some thoughts. I, I posted it on our Instagram. Um, I feel like we've skirted around this for a little while and oh yeah he's from jamaica new york sorry i was like i'm pretty sure it's queens jamaica new york right by st john's um you're right yeah um we skirted around this a little bit on the podcast but we we need to talk about it so when people think of brooklyn and actually we should have talked about this with nicole on her episode because she loves this place her parents love this place when a lot of people think brooklyn i'll be honest i know and they think pizza they think L and B Spumoni Gardens. I do like so Eric D'Alessandro, our favorite, like one of our favorite comedians. He's from Staten Island. He posted something recently that he was there eating pizza. I do not like Spumoni Gardens. And I've never really loved their pizza, even with the original owners. It's it's a hot take, but it's true. We did we did talk about this because uh you we had that whole tangent about that time the owner's house got robbed quote unquote um so uh 
I do love Spumoni Gardens. I love L&B's. And it's weird because I'm very much of like put four cheeses on my pizza type of gal. Mm -hmm. But Spumoni Gardens pizza is a famous square pizza where the sauce is on top and the cheese is underneath. And I don't know what it is, but I think it's – oh, my mouth is watering just thinking about it. It's fucking delicious. Um, Isn't it it called like a grandma slice? It's like grandma style or something like that? Yeah, or like margarita, margarita style. I don't know. That might be wrong. I might be just thinking something. Say, I don't think, I might I don't think that is margaritas. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I like their, I do like their ice cream though. Like their, their actual Spumoni ice cream. Yes, that is also very good. And I highly recommend trying that as well. But oh, when you get like a corner square and it's nice and crispy. Oh my God. Oh. Mm, I'm, I'm hungry. This is not good. This is not good. There's no good pizza near me right now. None of this will be resolved. No, it's it's like <laughs> ugh, it's I even remember as a kid, like my my brother would be like, Oh, I picked up Spumoni Garden, like I'm on my way home, like I got L and B's, like we're gonna have a good night. It's Friday night, and I'd be like, Ugh, fine. Like I used to I used to get yelled at because I would try to wipe some of the sauce away, which is like a very big no no, but I would try to wipe some of the sauce away because I I do yeah. I'm a I'm a cheese preferred kind of girl. But I used to get yelled at, and I just – I never really liked it. Here's the thing. You – we had it – didn't once in high school when we were hanging out at your house, didn't we have it delivered and it was bad? The thing is you have to be there and eat it there. I feel like it doesn't travel well. No, my my brother – no, my brother picked it up. My brother picked it up. It's the same thing as it being delivered though. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like I'm like they didn't deliver at the time. I'm pretty sure you were there when my brother had brought it home. Is what you're referring to? Okay, so maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, I still say eating it there is the best course of action, um, but that's yeah. fair. You know, the ice cream is good. A good alternative. Didn't they have like ices? They did ices in the summer too. Yeah, they had Italian ices, like a like the, which is funny because like. What really isn't e- what really even is an Italian ice? Like it, I think about that all the time. Like people are like compared to what other ices? Like I'm like yeah, you know that's a funny uh, that's a funny concept. <laughs> I told my girlfriend that uh, my birthday is coming up in like two ish weeks. We got twenty days, twenty days, twenty days. Um, oh, twenty days. All right. Um, but I told her, I was like, I don't know if I want anything, but I want, I'll tell you what I want. I want New York cheesecake. And she looked at me like, bitch, where the fuck am I supposed to go get that? Um, but I was like, no, it's like a style of cheesecake. Like you could probably find it in uh, a bakery out here. <laughs> she was really ready to get ready to get on a plane. Just try and go find some of that shit and bring it back. I w- no, not even. You should have seen the look that she gave me. She's like, what? But now I'm like, maybe I just want Italian cheesecake. Mm. Why don't you make it? That's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> does she like to cook? I know you don't like to cook, but does she like to cook? She does like to cook. I do like to cook with her. Oh, that's actually really I, sweet. I've, I've gotten a little... Yeah, i gotten a little bit better at cooking um, because of her, so... She, the other night she was teaching me how to chop a carrot without cutting my fingers off um because clearly i never learned the right way to do that 
Um, do I want to know how you were cutting that carrot? Um, I was just like not holding the very large knife correctly at an angle where like if I slipped, like I would have needed a bandage. But like, this is the thing. Okay. I don't, um, you know, <laughs> even as a, as a New Yorker, I was like, I'm getting the easiest thing to make or I'm picking up food on the way home. It's just the way it works. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I So I know how to use a knife, but sometimes if I like don't feel like getting a plate or don't feel like getting the cutting board, I I have chopped a lot of my skin off due to like laziness. Like it's just like, yes, yes. Like holding it, like even with like a bagel, like sometimes I'm like, oh, I just don't want to get the cutting board. You know exactly. Yeah. And my roommate literally will yell at me because she'll be like, bitch, the alternative is you could lose a finger. Like I know, like I know you're lazy, <laughs> but you can literally lose a finger. Get the fucking cutting board. Like takes, I, I get yelled at a lot. Yeah, it takes like two seconds to assess something and be like, "This is the proper way to cut it." But it takes less time than that for me to just jab away and do it the way I want to and potentially <laughs> sustain an injury. Like the other day, I was cutting up. We had all these. We just moved, so we had all these extra boxes in the house, and I have a box cutter, right? <laughs> So I'm like, okay, this will be great. So I'm like holding the box like on my lap and fucking with the box cutter going straight down like two point towards my lap. And what do you think happened? I fucking stabbed, stabbed myself in the leg. Oh, man. Yeah, that old technique, the old like, jab. The old jab and pray. Yeah, no. <laughs> Right, exactly. And then um, my box cutter, because those are pretty thin, um, the box is, is like one of those mattress boxes that I was cutting up, and mm. uh, it just fucking shattered. It shattered in front of me. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Wow, I'm so happy you that. were able to join so, us tonight in one piece. Yeah, it's amazing that I'm not dead. Even when I was a kid, you ever cut the Italian bread? When you're a kid and like mm -hmm. you're cutting a slice and like you're, then you're cutting um, like in between so you could put the, the put a sandwich together. And my yeah. dad would watch me cut the bread and he'd be like, cut away from you. And every time <laughs> I'm holding the bread in my hand and going like this, like <laughs> literally these are things I still get yelled at for. Yeah, we'll never learn. Well, um, we learned well. a lot tonight. We learned that we don't know how to use knives and we talked a lot about women's history month related we, content which i will be did. putting a warning on this episode yeah yes no we Just we definitely case, will but uh, we we did i'm so proud of us we did we did so good so so good so a great episode back i'm so happy that you're all moved in I'm so, I'm so happy that i was able to share the exciting news with you um yeah this is a good episode good job good job friend but should we do it again so next great. week? Hell yeah. Great. All right. Well, um, I'm Anna. I'm Cola. And we are two prods from Brooklyn. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. <laughs>